there are days that I feel like I'm in a movie, and that movie is called The Truman Show. Uh, have any of you watched The Truman Show or know what that's about? Uh, so The Truman Show is a movie where this guy was on a reality TV show, but he didn't know it, okay? So from his birth to when he finds out, like he had no idea that he was on this show. So he would do things like try to go someplace and, and someone would send out a bunch of traffic, you know, like so he couldn't get there. Sometimes I feel like that. Uh, tell me if you can relate to this. So like if I'm going through or to a drive-through, like I can be going to that drive-through and I can look and I can see that there's nobody there, okay? I can be 50 feet from it and I will pull into that drive-through and there'll be somebody in front of me. I don't know where they come from. I don't know how it happens, but it's destined that somebody is going to be in front of me at the drive-through, okay? If I go to the bank and I'm going, you know, through the drive-through, it's destined that there's going to be somebody in front of me that's going to do, and it's okay, but they're going to do five years of banking at, you know, that bank window. Uh, if I go through a line at Walmart, like, it's almost guaranteed, you know, and you're thinking, like, why don't you go through the self-checkout? And I, I do most of the time, but, like, when we get things from the church, because we have a tax exempt, we got to go through the line. But, uh, you know, the other day I was going through the line, and a lady pulled out a check. And I thought, like, this, like who uses checks, you know? And then it takes a long time, you know, for them to do it. If I'm driving someplace and I'm trying to be in a hurry, I'm going to get behind a dump truck or I'm going to get behind a tractor. Uh, I don't know if you feel like that. Uh, if you were to tell the truth about your life, what would you say about your life? Would you say that you're too busy, too tired, too rushed? Would you say that you're always in a hurry? Actually, let's make it uh, not personal. So raise your hand if you have a friend who might feel that way. We've got all kinds of friends who need to hear this stuff, right? Like we, we live a life where we just feel rushed all the time, right? And there's there's this stress, and you know, I was sitting at a drive through the other day, and I was thinking, man, this is like taking forever, and I started to get a little bit mad, and I felt a little bit stressed, and then I thought to myself, I, like, I had no place to be and no place to go, right? But for some reason, something is in me where I feel like, like I have to go full throttle as fast as I can, and you would think with all the technology that we have, like, things would be different, Right? There are cars like that will drive themselves, okay? And you just sit along for the ride. There's also like a vacuum, uh, so Keegan will use it in the yak. Like it, you, you just put it down and it does it. Like you don't even have to worry about it. They have lawn mowers that are remote controlled. We have all these technologies. Like think about your phone, okay? Like so your phone, like think about everything that this does, right? It is a flashlight, it is a radio, uh, you can send mail with this. Do you remember any of you guys still do snail mail where you like write a letter, put something on it, you know, you send it? Uh, you don't have to do that anymore. You can have files in here. You can even shave with this thing like if you need to. I mean, there's so much stuff like that you can do with your phone. And you would think with all the technologies that we have that our life would be a little bit more, like it would be simple compared to the ones that went or the ones that before us. But actually, that's not the case. Like, people are more stressed out and in a hurry and in a rush more than ever. And the thing with technology, like if you think about this, so if someone years ago was gonna go home, they couldn't take all their files with them to their house, right? 
and work on it there, but now you can, right? You can take all your work with you home. You can get contacted anytime. Instead of snail mail, we have email and text message. I mean, there is so much stress and so much busyness going on in the world, yet we have more technology than we ever have. And I think there is something drastically wrong with culture that produces people like this. Like when we're stressed and we feel rushed all the time. I believe that God came to earth in human form as Jesus to not only teach us principles for living life, but to uh, model those things. Jesus said something that applies to us today. In Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all who are tired from care- carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. If you raised your hand a while ago, uh, and you want the pace to change, Jesus says, come to me. Like, if you're tired, let me give you rest. Uh, my way will lead to rest. What if you follow God's way? God wants to simplify our lives. He doesn't want us to live lives at full throttle where we feel rushed all the time, but he wants us to get rest. No matter of fact, like if you study Jesus' life, you'll see that Jesus was a person of rest. Jesus took time to rest. Jesus was not going full throttle all the time. If you read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, okay, and you study Jesus, and you watch him go along his path in life, you're going to see a guy that was patient. You're going to see a guy that moved slow, okay? So, like, when people approached Jesus, and a lot of times people would come to him, he'd be on his way somewhere, somebody would have something wrong with him, they would approach him, and would Jesus say, no, not now, like, I don't have time for this, or would he stop, and would he take time and spend time with that person? He would always spend time with the person, right? So, in our lives, like, especially mine, I have to admit, like, this week we had a homeless man come into the church like and my first impression of that was to say oh man like i don't want to deal with this right now and that's this wrong right like this guy came in i don't know what was going on but he needed some sort of help but that was like ministry to jesus okay like jesus's ministry a lot of times were interruptions as he went along his day and you also see jesus spends time with God, and he rests in those, in those situations. So do we live a life where we are full throttle all the time, or do we live a life where we can take a deep breath and we can notice things and notice people and things that happen that go on around us? And you can say, yeah, that was like 2,000 years ago, you know, and Jesus, he didn't have the schedule that I have, but but, you know, like, Jesus came to save the world, okay? Like, so, so he had a lot to do. But he still made time for people because that's what he did. So, the first thing you got to do, if we want to slow down and we want to simplify our lives and we don't want to be as busy, the first thing we have to say yes to is to the unhealthiness of your pace, Right? This is the point of honesty. This is the point where you admit somehow, somewhere, something has got off in your life and you need to slow down. Because if you don't, what happens over time is you become to believe a lie. And here's the lie. You begin to believe that the lie that busyness is okay. 
that actually busyness is good, that complexity and having complex life is a sign of success and achievement. The more, like when we are busy, we feel like that we are being successful, right? If you talk to somebody, how's your day going? Oh, I'm just really busy. You know, you hear that all the time. We think that uh, when we are productive, that that means successful. And I was like, hey, you know, all the cars, like, like, why the Cadillac? I mean, a Cadillac, you don't buy a Cadillac unless you're at least 45 or over, right? If you drive a Cadillac, like, you got to wear a suit and carry a baseball bat. Like, you don't just go buy a Cadillac. And he would say things like, well, you know, I want something safe, I want something nice. That, that's all just a lie. Like, he wanted something that looked good, that represented, you know, that he was successful. And he goes out, he buys his car like that he can't afford Later on, like, I notice that he's working and working and working, and I say to him, hey, you know, how come you're, you're working so much? And he says, well, you know, I, I got to work overtime. I got to make ends meet, and, and that's a lie too, right? Like, like, he's working a lot because he made some bad decisions, and we, like, want to just, we want people to see us. We want people to think we're successful. We will work hard. We will get busy. We will do anything we can to make sure that that happens. And that type of living is killing people. It's destroying marriages. It's crippling families. It's destroying hearts. It's sucking the joy and life out of people. And it's time to say, yes, I admit this. It is unhealthy. I admit it. My life is out of control or headed that way. We want to admit that we want to live like Jesus wants us to, and we want that rest that he's talking about. So what do you say yes to? Well, you say yes to drawing closer to God's values. Hurry can lead to spiritual emptiness. This is where there's no time or emotional energy to sit down with your Bible or to read and reflect, to consider how God might be wanting to talk to you and guide you and lead you. And as a consequence, we get... We have spiritual emptiness. Our hearts are shrinking. Our desire for worship disappears. Our compassion for the needy, for the poor, is non-existent. Your suffering that you may be described as an inner erosion of your soul. Like, when we are busy and when we go full throttle, a lot of times we leave out God and we leave out His Word. My wife, her dad, like when, we, when Courtney and I, when we were dating... Her dad, uh, I thought he did this to annoy me, but like, so I would spend the night there sometimes, and she would sleep in her room. I would sleep on the couch. You know, her parents were there. They said it was okay. And like, I'd be sleeping on the couch, and then five, at five in the morning, like clockwork, like the lights would come on. And I would think, it's Saturday. Like, why in the world is Junior up at five in the morning? And I would look over at the kitchen table, and I'm not joking, Junior would be sitting there in his tidy whities reading the Bible, okay, every time. He didn't care if he woke me up or not, but Junior does that every day, okay? He gets up, and he has this time that he spends with God before his day starts. And do we have that kind of discipline and that kind of life? We can say, hey, you know, I do pray. Like, I pray in the car when I'm driving, you know, as fast as I can to get somewhere, and I'm really stressed out. Does that really, like, are we really spending time with God in that, in that time? And what would happen if we said, God, I'm going to base my life direct, directed on your values? I wonder what would happen. 
And what are some of those values? Well, there's several, but I'm going to mention just a few. One is finding value in God's love. Okay, Ephesians 3 says, May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love, and may you have the power to understand, as all of God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is so great you'll never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Maybe you have heard that before, you know, that, that God loves you, but, but do you believe it? Do we understand how much he loves us? If you want to know somebody really well, what do you do? Well, you spend time with them. And you look at their actions, look at their motivations. And like in life, do we base our value on that love that God gives us? When we do that, like we can understand that that's all that we need is his love, is God's. Like a lot of times we find identity in different things, right? Definitely if you're a guy, like your job, we find our identity in that. We can find our identity in the person that we marry. But when we understand like, that God loves us and that our value comes from that, we don't have to really focus on the things that make us look successful, the things that don't matter. Listen, like a few years ago, I was at a marriage retreat with my wife. And... One of the things that I brought from that was, like, I do ministry. Like, I am a, a minister. Like, and I've, I've done that for years. And sometimes I can be so wrapped up in that identity, and it can make me really busy. But the thing is, like, if I don't do this, if I am not at work at a church, like, I will always be a, a minister of, of God somehow. But, but if I don't work at a church, if I don't do that, like, I'm still valuable, and God still loves me. And I don't know what your hang-up is, but like, know that your identity comes from God and the love that he has for you. Another value you might write down is the value of depth. The value of depth says that I am wired to live in my community in the context of other people. I'm not wired to go through life alone. God created me to be fully known and to be fully loved and to have depth in relationships, and that requires time. That hurry that we have will not give depth to relationships. First Thessalonians 2 says, Apostle Paul, he says, we loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you had become so dear to us. And how do you become dear to somebody? You spend time with them. You might say, I'm too busy to be fully known and fully loved, then you're too busy. You're not living the way God created you to live. I'm too busy to be in a small group. Well, then you're too busy. You can't fulfill the biblical one another's to love one another, to serve one another, to encourage one another, to bear one another's burdens, and to go through life together with others when you're too busy to draw closer to God's values. And what is his values? It's the value of depth. It's the value of having relationships with others and not living life alone. 
Another value is the value of rest. God created us to rest. We need rest. God, after he created this all, he, he would rest. And, and just understand, I'm not saying to you, like, not to go eat after this. Let me read to you Isaiah, Isaiah 58. It says, If you watch your step on the Sabbath and don't use my holy day for personal advantage, if you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, God's holy day as a day of celebration, if you honor it by refusing business as usual, making money, running here and there, then you'll be free to enjoy God. We want to enjoy God. Like, we don't want to make the day, the Sabbath day, like, so busy, right, that we don't really have time to go out and enjoy His creation or to enjoy, like, who He is. I'm happy. We were raised in a church where they had church, like, right now, and then they had church again, like, Sunday night. And I always hated that because I felt like it made us really busy. We would go to church, we would drive home, then we would drive back, and there wasn't really any kind of rest. And you have to figure out that there's a meal in between there. But we can, like, come here, and then we can go home, and we can rest, and we can even take naps, amen? Like, we can do those things, and we really can focus on who God is. But sometimes, like, the Sabbath day can be just like any other day where we just go about life and we're not really focused on God. We come to church, we leave, and that's it. And some of us are just going, going, going all the time, and we need to slow down. My wife's uh, papal, his name is Dave, great guy, but he is always going all the time. So my, uh, so Keegan calls Courtney's papal, his name is Dave, and Keegan also calls him papal Dave, all right? So he called me one time and said, Chris, I think I saw Papal Dave at Walmart. And I said, well, where'd you see him? And he said, well, there was an older man that looked like him, and he was running across the Walmart parking lot. And I was like, well, that's him. So, like, he's always running. He's always busy. And no joke, like, if he sits down and talk to you, like, you can talk to him, have a conversation, and you can see his eyes close, and then he just, like, wipes out and falls asleep. He falls asleep in the dentist chair, Okay. Like, he is just on the go and so busy so much that he doesn't have rest, and when he sits down, like, he wipes out. And is that how you live? Is that, because I live like that too sometimes, and it's not good for us. We need to take time to enjoy God. When we pray, we need, uh, when you see Jesus and he's praying, a lot of times he goes and he gets alone and then he prays to the Father, right? He's taking time to be with him. When he walked the earth, Jesus, he rested. He took time to rest, and he took time to spend time with God. And lastly is this, say yes to what is really important. Say yes to what is really important to your life. The first of that is God. Sometimes I believe in life we have this thing called relationship fatigue. The fatigue is when you have no time for those who are closest to you. You're too tired or too drained or preoccupied to give those people the time that they deserve. And they are the ones that end up getting cheated. So, and I got to admit something here because I, I just feel convicted. Like yesterday, I went in the morning, like we went to our kids' soccer game. Okay, so I was at two soccer games and they were having another two at night. And uh, I left, like, to go 
to go practice like this sermon. Like I left and I missed their game. Like so I could go over this. And something's wrong there. I don't wanna I don't want to speak to you when my uh, priorities are out of line. And a lot of time we choose like other things over the people that we love, don't we? I, uh, I always know like when my kids have missed me or they have not seen me very much because like one, when I'm leaving today, if you watch, I will have one of my kids come to me and they'll say, Daddy, I want to ride with you home. And I'll say, okay. And then they'll say, but no one else can ride with you home, just me. Like, and if I say yes to one of the other kids riding with me home, you will see the biggest fight breakdown thing that you have ever seen in your life. They want to spend time with me. Sometimes my daughter, she will come up to me as I'm laying on the couch and Benny is not very old, and she'll say, Daddy? And I'll say, yeah, and she'll say, I want you, Daddy. And uh, I'll just hold her, you know. But there are these signs where I can get too busy, and I can live a life where I am a warrior at work, and when I'm at home, I'm just barely, I'm just barely there. God calls us to be fully alive, like, in this life. Like, I need to minister to my family. I need to spend time with God. I need to slow down and not be so busy. James 4.14 says, Why do you not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. This life isn't going to last very long. And this, this life is not what all it, it's all about because there is heaven after this, but there are people in our lives as we're here that we want to make an influence on, especially like those that live with us in our family. Do we give them the time that they need? So you're going to think I'm weird. I've been addicted to this app, okay? And it's called Find a Grave, all right? So... I can look at tombstones and people's graves and even their death certificates, all right? You can go on there and you can look and you can kind of trace your genealogy with it. But like, I'll go on there and I'll just look at people like in Corden or in Paoli where I grew up and, and I'll go back like to the 1800s and, and I'll, they'll have always, like they have this a picture of someone young on there, okay? And then they show the picture of them like as they're old. And they'll talk about the family that they have had and, and the kids that have moved away. And I look at that and I think, man, like, it just makes me realize, like, time flies by so fast, right? Like, if you could ask those people, I think they would tell you that time flies by. They go from young to old in a second. And death will come for us all. Age will happen to us all. And it comes really quick. And we have a limited time while we're on this earth to make an impact in people's life, to bring them to the kingdom. And in your life, is it full of worry? Is it full of 
like just feeling rushed all the time and you just have no time to do anything at all and to focus on those people around you? Or can we slow down and spend time with the Father and focus on the people that are around us and live in the now? I'm going to pray. And then after that, Ryan is going to lead us in worship. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you again for this day that you have given us. We thank you for the love that you give us. We thank you that you are there for us. God, I just pray that as as we live our lives, that we can live it slow, that we can live it with your eyes, that we can notice the people that are hurting, the people that are sick, the people that need you. God, that we can slow down and we can do those things because we know that you love us and that you love those people that we encounter. It's in your name we pray. Amen.